This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When personal investments exceed personal goals and the retirement fund is bigger than your retirement dreams is when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Primetime Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Investment Advisor with RBC Wealth Management. Welcome to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50 plus in your overall investment tax and estate planning and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. You know, we've been saying that since 1992. That's right, 30 years since we started that program. Every week we're going to have guests from all over the world in terms of the stock market and stock market analysis. And we're also going to have some of the top state and tax lawyers talking with us as well to help us minimize our taxes that we pay. All in now full wealth management. And each week, we're going to have the rapid-fire round where we're going to answer all of your questions. So get your papers and pencils ready. That's the best part of the show. Uh, Take down this number, 1-866-891-2637. That's 1-866-891-2637. Also on the show, we're going to have special reports and research for you, and they're all available to you at no cost. All you have to do is give Dominique a call, and she'll get back to you right away. Or you can leave your name and number and your email, and she'll send the information directly to you. We have a great show planned for you today. Rafi Tamazian, who is a portfolio manager, actually is the lead portfolio manager of the energy funds at uh, Canoe, will be here to talk about uh, the outlook for oil and gas markets. And also, um, an author, a research analyst, and portfolio manager, Brooke Thackeray, will be here to talk about his book. It's called Thackeray's 2022 Investor's Guide, How to Profit from Seasonal Investing. It's been a difficult couple of months here into the uh, market, so we're already down in the um, uh, NASDAQ and the S&P 500, all over 20%. The only area that's up is uh, oil and gas so far uh, this year. So it's been very difficult, and now you add on to that. You have an invasion of um, you know, Russia's invasion into the Ukraine. So that's going to roil things for a while. But what, what you find is when you have these geopolitical risks, they, they tend to have short-term shocks to the markets. Markets sell off. Um, and they've sold off into this invasion. And when you look at it, um, you know, on a positive side, so I'm trying to give you a positive spin here, the direct impact on U.S. and Canadian stock markets is likely to be felt more by uh, price earnings multiples being contracted um, due to, you know, just basically people wanting to get out of the market and due to um, investor fear, not through a decline in earnings per share. Since few Canadian companies and U.S. companies have significant um, exposure to Russia, that means sanctions will likely have less of an impact on U.S. and Canadian companies and their stock prices over the long term. I researched back and looked at, you know, when Russia annexed uh, Crimea in 2014 and European stock markets slumped and the Russian stock market declined by double digits, the S&P sold off somewhere around 6 to 10% during the first few weeks of 2014, but bottomed. Um, a few weeks before Russia uh, ended that war. Basically, from that point, the broader U.S. markets and underlying markets around the world remained in place. We expect the markets to remain choppy over the coming weeks as investors continue to mull, um, you know, what's happening with Federal Reserve interest rates as well and how it will impact economic growth. The big fear uh, that's coming out of the invasion is oil supplies and how it could affect natural gas prices. And certainly in Europe, where it's struggling to recover from Omicron, 
an increase in energy prices would put a cap on their ability to grow the economy. But the other thing uh, about this is that people pay attention to this uh, point is that, again, the big thing is that the market has sold off going into this invasion. And usually what happens is while we're in the this kind of war, and again, I have, we have charts that show um, all the wars back to uh, 1945, that the market stabilizes and actually um, can recover from this. So I have six or seven charts that show uh, what happened every time. We go back to the Gulf War, the Afghan War, Iraq War, Crimean Crisis, and even the Vietnam War. And if you'd like to get a copy, we have a special report called How the Markets Respond to Acts of War. If you'd like to get that publication, just give Dominique a call. 1-866-891-2637. That's one 891 891-2637. And we have a great show planned for you today. Ravi Tamazian, who is the lead energy portfolio manager with Canoe Funds, is going to be here to talk about the oil and gas market. And given what's happened with Russia and Ukraine, that's a very timely topic that we're going to talk about here today. Also joining us is a research analyst with um, Horizons Fund, Brooke Thackeray. He's also an author of a book called Thackeray's 2022 Investor's Guide, How to Profit from Seasonal Investing, and he has some to give out. Okay, stay right there. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Joining us now is Brooke Thackeray, and if you go back to my website at primetimemoney.ca, where you can also get all the information that we talk about here on the show and all the research from all the analysts that we talk to about the show. It's, it's a great website. It also has um, calculators on there if you want to do um, uh, calculations regarding your RIF and your RSP and saving money. So we have, we're building that out so that it'll be, uh, you know, your one stop for your full financial planning and retirement planning. And if you go to that site, you'll see that we've been interviewing uh, Brooke for almost 20 years now. And uh, Brooke is actually an author and he's a research analyst and he's a portfolio manager for Horizons ETFs. And he's here to talk about how to profit from seasonal market trends. Hey, Brooke, thanks for joining us again today. Um, I guess the first question, you know, in the introduction, we talked about um, uh, seasonal investing and seasonal trends. I guess tell everybody about what are seasonal trends. Well, seasonal trends are when you uh, look at the market and uh, do an analysis and see which parts of the market do well at certain times of the year. Like, for instance, the energy sector tends to do well at a certain time of the year, or the gold sector tends to do well at a certain time of the year, based upon some uh, exogenous factor that keeps repeating year after year. And it tends to, on average, over the long term, provide uh, you know, higher probabilities of success for the sectors. It also deals with the broad market. For instance, a lot of people have heard of sell in May and go away. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the market tends to be a little bit weaker in the summer months. And so seasonal trends also deals with that aspect when the stock market tends to be weaker, uh, you know, over the summer months and stronger in the winter months. So, uh, you know, we're in the first quarter of the year and uh, actually, you know, we're a couple of days into March. So what sectors do well and uh, not so well, say, during the, this time? Well, you know, uh, typically at this time of the year, you find that the cyclical sectors do well um, in the markets. Uh, Usually the economy is expanding. You tend to see uh, optimism from analysts at the beginning of the year for the full year as well. So you tend to see that taking place. Um, Energy tends to do well at this time uh, as well. I mean, we've seen a large run-up in the energy sector. Uh, because of other factors, right. uh, more recently the uh, Russia-Ukraine uh, situation, 
Um, so the energy sector tends to do well. Uh, Canadian banks also tend to do well, and they've done extremely well um, as, as well. Uh, but the industrials, the material sectors tend to do well. And we're coming up to the time period, too, right now, where, for instance, the REIT sector tends to also perform well. Um, that starts in March, but we've seen some strength in the REIT sector. Um, now, you manage a fund called the Horizon Seasonal Rotation ETF. Uh, tell everybody about exactly how you're taking your, you know, what, you, what you're t- we're talking about in the book and then translate it into how you manage that fund. Yeah. So the, uh, the Horizon Seasonal Rotation ETF, it trades on the Toronto Stock Exchange. The ticker symbol is HAC. And it's based upon looking at the seasonal trends of the market and plus also technicals and fundamentals as well. So uh, it will invest in the energy sector when it tends to do well uh, in the year on average. And it'll underweight other sectors of the market, and it'll say, okay, well, the Canadian banks tend to do well this time, so it will increase its weighting in the Canadian bank sectors uh, during that time. So it's really rotating between the different sectors in the market uh, to try to increase the probability of, of outperforming the market over the long term. And it, it overall, on average, for the full year, it tends to be... Uh, you know, it has reduced risk because there are times where it'll actually be a little bit out of the market as well, based upon seasonal trends. So it does take a look and say in the summer months, really from May, early May to late October, when the market tends to be a little bit weaker uh, in that time period, it tends to, uh, the fund tends to be more defensive as well. Now, um, we were talking about the season and, you know, we're just going into March. Like, do you have like one area that would uh, do particularly well in March uh, that you could talk about? Well, I think I want to take a look at. Uh, I think the the REIT sector is actually uh, fairly good. Okay, um, and so that's that, real estate that, investment trusts. That's right. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, like, uh, why is that? I, what, what's happening at that time is usually you're still seeing the growth in, in the economy in uh, March, and the, so the, the REITs tend to do well really from March until September, and um, in that time period when the the market. Uh, Investors become more defensive in that time, and so they gravitate towards higher yielding uh, stocks and securities. And you know, REITs uh, fit that profile a bit. Now, I will say, if the economy is becoming weaker and weaker, uh, then then you have you have to watch out uh, for right. REITs. That, that's when they tend to underperform. And a lot of people look at it with the interest rates and they'll go, "Oh, what happens if interest rates go up? If interest rates go up, REITs can still perform well." Because if if they're going up for the right reasons, if they're going up because the growth is strong, then um, yeah, that, that's a good thing for REITs. So uh, REITs tend to perform well. Uh, you know, they can perform well in rising rate environments. Uh, but if, if the economy slows down, then tend, they tend to suffer a bit. But on a seasonal basis, they tend to perform well from uh, early March into late September. Um, so I think that we're just in that, in that time period now, and a lot of investors have been gravitating towards REITs recently because of the volatility in the market. Because they're saying, "Well, I, you know, I want, the, I prefer to get the yield versus some of, let's say, they get, we've seen some of that volatility in the growth sectors." So they've become, they've become more defensive here. Yeah. So and you're getting a great yield there, probably getting five or six percent from a lot of these REITs these days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, just to finish off, I, I know you've been nice enough to give us a few books to give out. Um, just quickly tell us what's what, what's in the book. Uh, so in, in the book, uh, every year I write uh, a book. It's uh, the latest one, Stackray's 2022 Investor's Guide. And what it does is it takes a look at the different sectors of the market and also stocks as well. So I include stocks in there okay. and say, when do certain stocks perform well at certain times of the year? 
about what drives that and uh, look at the metrics and say, on average, this is the best time to invest in Walmart over the long term, or this is the best time to invest in, you know, the Canadian banks or whatever the sector is um, or the, whatever the stock is. And I update that each year and include new seasonal trends as well. I also talk a little bit about fixed income as well and government bonds. Uh, and some of the commodities as well. So it's a, it's, a, it's a reference book for people that are looking for an extra edge in the marketplace and saying, you know, how can I increase the probability of success? Well, that's, that's great, uh, Brooke. And thanks again for having the books. And thanks again for joining us here today. So, folks, if you'd like to get in your name into for the draw for the books, just give Dominique a call now. It's one 891 2637 That's one 891 2637 And that's for Thackeray's 2022 Investor Guide. Okay, that was Brooke Thackeray. He is a research analyst at Horizons ETFs. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund and ETF investments. Distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Horizons ETFs. Folks, uh, we'll be right back, and uh, hopefully have a little bit of time, a couple minutes here for the uh, rapid-fire round. I'm Richard Infantino. You're listening to Primetime Money. Want to learn more about how to navigate the stock markets or how to get the most out of your financial planning? Attend an upcoming investment planning workshop hosted by Richard Infantino of Primetime Money. Every workshop will include top portfolio managers, estate lawyers, and tax accountants who will help you maximize your returns and minimize your taxes. There is no cost to attend the seminars. All you have to do is call Dominique now to register. 1-866-891-2637. Has your financial advisor contacted you to ensure that your portfolio is still on track? Richard Enventino from Primetime Money is offering a second opinion service. You'll get a review of your personal financial goals and objectives, a customized investment plan for your current portfolio, estate strategies to help minimize tax. Best of all, the service is complimentary with no obligation. It's time to get your plan back on track. Call Dominique now at 1-866-891-2637. Has your financial advisor contacted you to ensure that your portfolio is still on track? Richard Enventino from Primetime Money is offering a second opinion service. You'll get a review of your personal financial goals and objectives, a customized investment plan for your current portfolio, estate strategies to help minimize tax. Best of all, the service is complimentary with no obligation. It's time to get your plan back on track. Call Dominique now at 1-866-891-2637. Want to learn more about how to navigate the stock markets or how to get the most out of your financial planning? Attend an upcoming investment planning workshop hosted by Richard Infantino of Primetime Money. Every workshop will include top portfolio managers, estate lawyers, and tax accountants who will help you maximize your returns and minimize your taxes. There is no cost to attend the seminars. All you have to do is call Dominique now to register. 1-866-891-2637. Okay, we're back. Joining us now from uh, Calgary is Rafi Tamazian, who is one of Canada's top energy fund managers. And given the potential disruption in the oil and gas markets because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, we thought it was very important to get advice on this right now. Hey, good morning, Rafi. Thanks for uh, joining us on this uh, difficult day. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You wonder, um, on days like this, you know, people, I think, really get worried 
about markets and the volatility at times like this. Um, and it's it's really important to, you know, have a strategy and kind of try to look through this stuff. Well, the reason we called you is the leading expert on the oil and gas sector. And it's, you know, it's one area. It's been up over 20% this year so far, and everything else is down. Is it too late for investors to participate in what's happening with the uh, oil markets? Yeah, you know, I, I, I tell people actually, I get that question a lot, or I get people saying how high does the oil price have to go for these stocks to go further. My comment would be we actually would forecast the oil price to go down okay. for these things to still see a great return. In other words, we want the oil price to kind of remain in the 80 to 90 range. The industry is very profitable at that level. The cash flows are being distributed back into the hands of shareholders at that level just fine. The returns are are some of the best in the entire market. So you've, you've kind of got all of the facts laid out in the last 12 months that demand is out of control, spiraling upward, and, and supplies in peril. And we need to find a way to realize that today, going forward, these stocks have moved so far already. And now the the things we know about supply and demand make the risk a lot less here. So I would say on a risk-reward basis, it's even better to own them today than it was a year ago. That's excellent. Now, I know you guys um, at Canoe, you manage three different funds. Could you give us a quick rundown on the three and how they're different? Yeah, so the, there's two long-only funds. One of them is the energy fund, and it exposes yourself to uh, the subsectors that we think are the most viable at that time. For instance, today that fund would be heavily exposed to heavy oil okay. producers and um, to the energy services sector because we think that the global market really, the, the conventional oil assets outside of OPEC need to really expand dramatically here to, to lessen the, the, the rise in the oil price. And for that to happen, producers are going to have to spend and the services are going to benefit from that directly. So that fund would be exposed heavily in that kind of area. Okay. Then we have an energy income fund. Okay. And because just by its nature being income, it tends to hold more fixed um, um, kind of uh, downstream and midstream assets that, that yield, and it creates a little less volatility for um, shareholders who have a little um, less um, of a, a strong, um, you know, heart for playing this kind of market. And so, you know, it exposes you to energy with a yield and a little less volatility than the long the other long only. And then that leaves us with a third uh, entity. It has far more instruments to play with. It's an OM product, and it's called the Energy Multi-Strategy Alpha Fund. And it would combine a long, short book, uh, all of our private equities that we hold um, in our conventional space and all of our alternative energy space. Um, It'll do a fixed income component, and we also have an options book as well. So several different ways to dial up and down risk throughout the markets. We've been able to show in that fund, um, you know, that you can create uh, upside even in down markets. And that fund actually annualized since 2015, runs about 20% return. So it's had an outstanding run. Yeah, it's a little bit different. And um, we'll explain to the uh, listeners a little bit the difference between what's 
Uh, you know, when a fund's offered by prospectus, when it's offered offered by when you said OM, it, that stands for offering memorandum, and it's right. a different type of offering for for different types of clients. And if you go to primetimemoney.ca, we'll have all that information on there. And the section is called in the money. And, and when you go there, uh, we'll have all the details of uh, those three different funds. But it's uh, important there. Now, just to finish up, Rafi, you know, can you explain? Like, I guess at the end of the day, we know. Uh, oil prices and oil demand, how does it relate back, this say for Canadian equity stocks and the amount of cash flow they're going to have here at these higher prices, how does that relate to, uh, you know, investors potentially getting a lot more income or a lot, uh, you know, companies buying back their own stocks? Explain all of that. The proposition for us really boils down to how the market is going to value this sector going forward. And we think that the market is is coming in now, starting to look at this sector, and it's different than it was in the past. They're not growing by multiples of spending multiples of cash flow and ramping up debt. These companies are spending less money trying to produce the widget cheaper, um, driving down their debt, and and consolidating the asset bases. And they look a lot more like manufacturers now. And the manufacturing industry, which is exactly what this industry has become now, the oil and gas industry here, it, the lowest multiples in that group trade at 10 to 11 times. The highest multiples are 40. So this group today trades at about three and a half times EV to EBITDA. So that would imply, you know, the low end of the manufacturing sector. If the market can really take a handle and start to grab onto that concept, well, there's a, up to a 300% return in this group. Wow. And, it's, and it makes sense when you look at their dividends, they're free cash flowing right now 25%. Yeah. You know, that all has to make, that's going to make it back into your hands at some point, or they're going to spend it in the ground. Right. And right now, all indications are they're going to maintain that manufacturing sense. And the more the market becomes confident with that, these things are going to get chased further and further into uh, much more enviable positions, I think. Well, that's great insights, Rafi. I know you're busy, especially on this kind of a day. Uh, thanks for taking the time to join us and continue success there with Canoe Funds. Thanks. I appreciate the chance to talk. Take care. Okay, if you'd like to get more information on uh, the funds that Rafi manages, it's the Canoe Energy Income Portfolio Class, the Canoe Energy Portfolio Class, and the Canoe Energy Alpha LP. So if you're interested in the LP, um, give us a call, 1-866-891-2637. That's 1-866-891-2637 if you'd like to get more information on these. We're also going to post them on the Primetime Money um, website, that's primetimemoney.ca, and you go into the section, that push the button where it says uh, in the money, and we'll have uh, outlines of uh, those particular funds which uh, seem very timely today. And remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Distributions are not guaranteed and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Canoe Funds. Okay, it looks like we only have a couple of minutes left, but first... It's time for the Rapid Fire Round, where Richard answers all of your financial questions. Okay, it looks like we only have time for uh, one question here today, and it comes from Marco F. of Kleinberger, who asks, you know, deadline for RSPs coming up. Uh, what is the maximum I contribute to my RSP this year if I accidentally over-contributed last year? Well, say, for instance, your maximum, and where you find your maximum is in the notice of assessment when you did your tax return last year, Marco. So look at that number, and say for uh, our purposes on the show, it's uh, $10,000, and you over-contributed last year $2,000. Well, 
you can put the $10,000 in because of the notice of assessment says that, but you can't, you can only uh, get a deduction for $8,000. So that's an important factor. Um, for everybody else, the uh, maximum this year is $27,830. And the way you calculate that is it's 18% of your earned income of the previous year. So you go back to the previous year, look at your earned income, and then take 18% of that, and the maximum this year would be 27830 These are starting folks to become big numbers. And if you can contribute that maximum, um, you know, in short order, you can get yourself, uh, you know, a healthy kind of uh, pension for retirement. So again, the key place to look at is in your um, uh, notice of assessment, and that's what you got back when you did your tax return last year, and that'll tell you what the the amount is. Okay, that's all the time that we have here for today. If you want the information on the Canoe Energy Funds, or if you'd like to go into the draw for the 2022 Investor's Guide, uh, which is Brooks' book on seasonal rotation, uh, all you got to do is give Dominique a call, 1-866-891-2637. So give her a call. And for sure, join us next week when we'll have another great show. We'll be talking to Julia John, who's one of Canada's top dividend stock investors and has one of the top performing Canadian dividend stock funds for you. So you guys have a great week and we'll see you next time. I'm Richard Infantino and you're listening to Primetime Money. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.